quality of life is so very important, uh, in particular if you are ill and you're looking at long-term prognosis and you wonder, I can go down this road or I can go down this other road, which is going to give me the quality of life that I need to stay alive? Our guest on Lacrosse Talk this morning is Dr. Muhammad Al-Kuli, who uh, is uh, an expert uh, with this AI algorithm that can predict long-term patient survival after cardiac surgery, but also before cardiac surgery. Is that correct? Good morning. Uh, Merry Christmas, Dr. Al-Kuli. Thanks for talking with us. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me. So the, 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 can you run the numbers before surgery to give that patient an idea of without the surgery, here's your prognosis. With the surgery, here's the other prognosis. Let's compare notes. Right. I mean, that's the goal. The goal is to find out where there is utility versus futility of the procedure, who's going to benefit and who's main, who may not benefit. And what we wanted to do is to leverage technology to do that in the least invasive way. You could run a bunch of tests to do that, but we want to take the, you know, the most minimal, minimally invasive common test to see what information can we get from that test that can help the patient make the decision. So in this study, we, we took 20,000 patients from Mayo Clinic who've had an electrocardiogram, a very common test, takes a couple of minutes, heat test that everybody has. And we trained the algorithm to see if, they could, if the algorithm can detect subtle abnormalities on the ECG or the cardiogram that can predict the future after surgery. Um, so we find that maybe one in five patients who in that, in that cohort had a signal in the algorithm that said, you know, those patients are going to have a worse long-term outcome. So in our opinion, the patients must know that, and then they can have a better informed decision whether they would like to proceed or not proceed with a certain intervention. Oh, absolutely. Having uh, having uh, uh, intimate uh, familiarity with quality of life and end-of-life decisions, uh, you, you need to make sure, because my mom and dad went uh, both went through it in different phases of their life, but uh, you, you got to make sure that that patient understands with this procedure, here's the outcome predicted. Without the procedure, here's the other outcome predicted. You decide whether uh, which which direction you want to go, giving the decision to the patient. That's uh, that's wonderful. Absolutely. I mean, all that matters at the end is, is you know, quality of life. Yeah. And our goal is to empower patients to make decisions. You know, 50 years ago, Doctors made the decisions. Nowadays, we don't really. We share the process with the patients. We inform them as much as we can, and we help them make the decision for themselves. How accurate is this algorithm? You know, we, we need to validate this in external cohorts. So far, it was, it was done using Mayo Clinic database. So anytime we come up with, uh, with an algorithm with a machine, you do internal validation, which was accurate, but then we have to do external validation before we scale it up to the world. Uh, so are you asking other medical facilities then to, uh, to try to test out this algorithm and see what kind of results they get? Is that what yes, you mean? that's in process. We, yeah, we have done that with other algorithms before. So that simple ECG that I told you about, now we have algorithms that can predict the that can actually accurately tell you if the patient is a female or a male, the age of the patient, the likelihood that they're going to have an arrhythmia, the likelihood that they're going to have certain heart 
dysfunction. Uh, so those kind of algorithms have been validated in external cohorts and published, and some of them are now being used in other centers. Uh, but this one is brand new, so it's a, it's a work in progress. We have to validate it externally. Right, so it, it's new. You mentioned that to the patient, but they still have uh, the choice themselves, correct? Absolutely, yep. Yeah, that's the good thing. Uh, and it's being used right now at Mayo here in La Crosse, this algorithm? Well, this one was just published yesterday, two days ago, oh. right? So oh, okay. we have. So what we do is we usually get it out and then we incorporate it into the workflow. So our electronic medical records, every time you get an ECG, uh, it will tell you on the side your likelihood of this X, Y, and Z. So the physician seeing the the electro- electrocardiogram will tell the patients all of that information. All right, great. Well, it, it's good to know. It, yes, it is being used, and we started using it yesterday. <laughs> so it's, it's brand new, a, another brand new tool that can help uh, the medical community make sure that your loved ones have uh, have all the information they need to make a decision about quality of life and long-term survival. Dr. Uh, Mama, uh, Mohammed Al-Kuli, thank you very much for talking with us this morning. I really appreciate that. And any of you that have a family that will be dealing with uh, heart issues in the future, now you've got another tool to help you make very important decisions.